I want you to set an intention for yourself. You're here for a reason. In the world of trauma, we don't ask these questions, do we? In the world of trauma, we just are like in, in this experience of, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? And the first thing that you do is to get into the habit of being able to answer this question. What's my intention? So I'm going to invite you to do that right now. Take a moment and ask yourself this question. What's my intention of being here? You might even notice, holy shit, I have no idea. And that's valuable to know, isn't it? This is very common in trauma. That's one of the effects of trauma. I don't know. It's, it's this experience of not being in the body, not being intentional. My invitation for you is to drop in, to drop in to your body and to really see and feel what's going on. Why are you here? This is my intention. My intention is to break the cycle for my son, is to make sure that he grows up in an environment where he doesn't have to ever wonder if he's lovable or he has to perform for love or feel invisible unless he was doing something for us. Does that make sense? That Because that's part of the cycle. That's the cycle that I was raised in. And part of me breaking that cycle for my son is making sure that I show up fully securely attached to his mother. So that bond that I have with her really, really like in a big way gets downloaded and impacted to my son because codependent relationships, if you look back on your childhood, you are at the effect of a codependent relationship with your parents. The trauma bond that they were part of was downloaded onto you and you had to be at the effect of it. And I, I cried before I started this because I thought, holy crap, like if you told me four years ago that I would have a relationship like this and a family dynamic and a relationship with my son, I didn't think any of that was possible for me. And so I just feel so, so inspired to share this with people. And the only way that I did this was I had to take on a whole new identity. I had to take on an identity of being the one to break the cycle. If I didn't take that identity on, my old identity would have taken over because that's how difficult it is to break this cycle. So in the downfall of my last relationship where it became volatile and abusive, I had to sit there and ask myself, I had to answer three questions and I knew because I, I stopped working. I stopped trying to be Dr. Nima. I stopped trying to distract myself with success, right? I had to stop because this pull and this obsession with me being successful was part of my trauma response. I had to look at why I was so blindly focused on that, that I consented to a relationship that wasn't really heart centered. It was based on transactional use. And I looked at how the relationship got and I had to answer three questions. The first one was, 
how did this happen? How did I find myself in this again and again and again? So I answer, I, I had to find the answer to that question. And that's what, that's why you're here. This is why I want to answer this for you. The second question was, how can I make sure that I don't repeat this pattern? And the answer was, I had to be, break the cycle. I had to become a cycle breaker. I had to go from that old identity, which is the victim or, you know, whatever story I had about myself, the entitled one. I, I thought just because I'm so amazing, I was entitled to certain things and I didn't have to really try as long as I provided financial stability and security. I didn't have to really have emotional connection, which led to my divorce back in the day. And repeating this same pattern eight or nine times until the volatile ending one. And I was like, shit, all right, how do I make sure I don't repeat this pattern? I'm not going to distract myself by trying to rescue other people because I'm a chiropractor. I'm like amazing at rescuing other people in pain. I used it as a very powerful distraction for dealing with my own things because I could then focus on rescuing and solving other people is a great distraction, which was another trauma response pattern, which I wasn't aware of. But that was my question. How do I make sure I don't repeat this pattern? Can anyone relate to me so far? Show of hands. One or two of you. And number three is if I can do number one and number two and figure it out for good, I want to share my story and show other people how to do the same. And I just, it was scary. I remember being so scared because I had to let go of an identity and there's nothing more terrifying. I gotta say, well, there's nothing more terrifying than letting go of an old identity. And this fear of letting go of this old identity sounds very similar because I listen to them all the time. And here's what it is, I can't commit to this. Truth, I'm too afraid of letting go of that old identity. Uh, it's just, I, I, you know, I can't afford it. I'm too afraid of letting go of the old identity of the victim who, it, it, it's always the same. The truth of the matter is, when you see how critical this work is, the people who are have become cycle breakers, they figure it out. <laughs> All of a sudden, they find a way. And the only way that I've noticed that it happens is when the person takes their own healing on the same way as though it was their own child. Like the excuses that usually you'll come up with are like, oh, this can't commit, the time, the this, the that, I'm really busy, I can't commit to this. What if it was your child going through that and they were in that pain? It wouldn't even be a question. If somebody were to say, you, your child is in, is in deep threat, is in danger and it's gonna cost you 10 grand, to solve it and it's going to take a few months it's going to cost let's say 10 grand or whatever i'm just throwing that number you might be paycheck to paycheck but all of a sudden something inside of you says well i gotta figure this out like there's no option no no there's like there's no there's no way that i i won't do this for my child right but Here's what I've noticed with people becoming cycle breakers is they have to treat themselves the same way that they would treat that child. You have to want to rescue you 
the same way. So when I said, if I can do number one, if I can make sure that I don't repeat this pattern, one of the things was I had to take on a new identity. I had to throw excuses out and go, there's nothing more important than breaking this pattern, right? That's why people who have kids message me and go, can you help me with my 13 year old? And I'm like, eh, do the work yourself. You're not gonna wanna hear me say this. The work that we do here is a parenting course. It's a it's a covert parenting course because what it is, it's parenting yourself. How many of you guys cycle breakers? You see what I'm talking about? It's a covert. It's an undercover covert parenting course. So instead of pawning your kids off to something and saying fix their behavior, it's wiser for us to do the work. And by doing the work, all of a sudden shit starts to shift with the kids. It's pretty cool. Lawrence, that's why you're here. Thank you. Okay. So what is it that you really want as far as an intention goes? This is when I interviewed hundreds of people. And as I picked through, oh, I want to get a better job or I want that relationship. I want all of that stuff. These are the things that we found. Everybody wants to be able to master their own emotional regulation, whether they're aware of it or not. Everybody wants to feel connected to something more meaningful versus versus being completely disconnected and just on the sidelines. That's why I'm asking all of you to be on the court rather than the sidelines. All right. The reason why I'm asking you to do this, notice if you did this exercise right here, you activated your social engagement system. I asked you a question to set an intention. You looked and you were like, I don't know. You dropped into your body and asked, and then you came up with an intention. That in and of itself is part of the training of trauma healing. Why is that important? Because we don't even know that we're dissociated and we're just kind of floating through the world without intention. It's like going on a trip that you have nowhere, but without a map, without a destination. Like, holy crap. So. If you did that question, if you answered that question, you just proved that showing up live and engaging actually works. It works to heal the nervous system freeze. If you didn't answer the question, no judgment, I'm not, I'm not gonna call you out or make you wrong for it. I'm just inviting you to look and see that dissociation and lack of follow through with the question of the dissociation being stuck there is part of the trauma response. And we don't know, this is the worst part about trauma. We don't even know that it's there because we're dissociated. So the way that it works is that when this isn't taken care of, you approach life like somebody who's in the, in the stance, like in, not on the court, but in the stands. Where at, and that's why people think that they can heal trauma from a book or you know watching a YouTube video. It's helpful information. However, the difference of you showing up and engaging with the work rather than being in the sidelines with your camera off because of whatever story you have up about how you look or whatever, that's part of the trauma response itself. You're here to learn to heal. Do you guys understand why I'm sharing that? Pretty sure I've been in my in the stands my whole life. Exactly. Everybody wants to have healthy relationships. I mean, 
we are bound, we are biologically impaired, our biological imperative is to connect, is to love. We can't live without love. But the problem is love is so freaking hard. We suck at love. Love wasn't modeled to us. So then the way that we experience love growing up is how we repeat, how we think that that's appropriate. It's the dirty fishbowl that we were born into. And deep down, we crave this experience of having healthy relationships. But when we don't really get to the cause, we find ourselves in the same pattern, even though the mind says, oh, I want to change that. The body recreates something different. And we all want to feel safe in our body. I want to make millions of dollars. Why? Really, it's because you want to have that sense of safety in your body that scarcity takes away. That's why people are like, can I just watch your videos? I'm like, uh, sure, I got a shit ton. You can, I got like three, 400 hours on YouTube you can watch. That's not gonna heal your trauma responses. Your dissociation, you being in the stands is part of the trauma response because it doesn't feel safe to be in your body. So my invitation again for you is to play full on is to treat this like your life depends on it because it really does when you think about it the quality of your life does and in the case of certain friends of mine who were stuck in trauma bonds went through a divorce and going through the the effects of trying to break free from a trauma bond he ended his life a couple months ago and we saw it he didn't show up we offered him, hey, why don't you come to this? Why don't you start doing the work with us? And it, it really hammered home the point for me that our lives do depend on it. And I really want to share, share this with you. Do you get how relevant that is? Because I really badly want you to break this cycle. And the biggest obstacle of you breaking the cycle is the trauma response itself. And you can't see it when you're consumed by it. So we need each other. We need each other calling each other out, not not in a shameful way, but in a loving way with compassion. Hey, 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 participate. So my invitation for you after this first question is, I wonder what it would be like if you were to participate full on in this experience, because it's not my show, this is your show.